0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Primary Care Podcast. It is your boy, Dr. Mark List. Before we end today's episode, we're going to hit you up with the uh, primary care pod at inbox for a joke today. Uh, just a reminder, that is the place that you can send me any uh, topics you want to bring up today, uh, jokes, things like that. Um, appreciate all the feedback from everybody. Um, today's uh, email comes from a listener, and he writes, uh, Dr. List, I was in clinic today, and somebody was telling me all about the advice that their father had given them before they died. And I said, you know, this actually reminds me of my own father. It reminds me of what my own dad said just before he kicked the bucket. And he said, son, wait until you see how far I can kick this bucket. That is a joke. Uh, We will uh, start the podcast. Uh, And here's where music would normally play if I had any theme music, which I'm going to do at some point this weekend. I promise. I may or may not break that promise. The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced in my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Pod girls, pod boys, pod people. It is your boy Dr. Marklist with another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. And as I talked about last week a little bit, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um Today's episode actually came from an email at the gmail.com inbox. As you know, you can send me uh, articles or topics you think I should discuss or address. And and this uh, this email actually, I'm I'm not going to read the person's name. Um, and no, Amy, who listening who listens, I did not just make up this email. This is an actual human being who emailed me. They're not all fake. Um, so hey, doctor list, um, I'm a primary care physician practicing in rural Tennessee. I have been listening to your podcast for the last two months and find it very informative and keeps me up to date. Keep up the good work. I have a request. I was wondering if you could make a podcast about how to schedule patients in clinic, like how long for new patients, chronic care management, same day visits, etc. number of patients on average that can be seen in a day. What is the most effective way to fit them in and get things done on time? I struggle a lot in this respect. And this is not, uh, the reason I think this is a really good podcast topic for primary care is because when you're in training, whether you're following along with other primary care clinicians, whether it's residency or if you're um, one of my listeners who is a nurse practitioner or PA, oftentimes the only experience you get are based on the attendings that you see and the examples that they set. And in my own case, uh, in medical school, for example, uh, you know if you take clinic time among academic family physicians— it looks very different than when you go to rural small town family practice. And some providers are crazy busy and see 30 to 40 people per day um, and fly through patients. Um, some providers you know, take their time and see 12 to 16 people per day. And I actually do for my organization, um, Eastern Roshar University Medical Center, um, I'm just making up a name to hide my employer, although that's Googleable, um, I do physician coaching. And specifically, um, efficiency training, not only with voice of text software, um, some tips and tricks on how to use uh, Dragon, I mentioned that in past podcasts, but also how to use our EMR more efficiently. And one of the reasons why this is a great podcast topic is because the EMR, your workflow, how you do chart navigation, how you handle your practice schedule, or how your organization or employer forces you to see patients in some cases, or how frequently they are requiring you to see patients, is a huge quality-of-life contributor or decider, or it it really sets the tone for what your quality of life looks like. And that obviously drives burnout. And I'm going to talk in broad strokes and then we'll get into very specifics. But I work with a lot of physicians. At this point, I've probably done one-on-one EMR training um, optimization with over 200 providers, physicians, APPs, you name it. Um, I've also done specific physician coaching where I actually come and watch you use the EMR, watch your clinic workflow, watch how you and your nurses interact, scheduling, et cetera, and look for inefficiencies. I've done that with probably a dozen to upwards of two dozen now uh, providers. And... This is a passion for me because I think that if you have a very efficient practice, it makes your life so much easier. You spend less time doing things that you don't need to be doing. You get out on time sooner. You can have your notes done and be home and be done with work, you know, and you can still get the level of production you need to have the lifestyle that you either are required to by your partners or employer um, or, you know, have that quality of life that you think is important. So, broad strokes. Number one is know your own limits and what that I mean is you know I can easily see five to six people per hour in urgent care. I can easily see six people an hour and and put that up for an entire urgent care shift when all I'm seeing is single problems coming in, rapid fire, bring them in, bring them out. and so I know that I can easily handle six patients per ten in in 10 minute waves, uh, urgent care, same day stuff. And I can get all my notes done and walk out the door after urgent care is done and and, and not have anything left over. I also know that for me to do that in my clinic day and keep adding on more and more patients and fighting this kind of production battle where I'm just trying to add on, double book people all day, I can do it, but it makes me feel bad. It stresses me out in ways that I don't think are financially beneficial enough for me to add that layer of stress on my life and so for me one of my personal biggest quality of life changes and why i think that's such an important thing to know your own boundaries is because you know when i first started i would just add more people on i'd i'd plow through as many people as i could i'd try to add all these you know double books and things like that and at some point i personally realized that for me and my nurse to have a sustainable good um clinic that, that is non-toxic and is a good working environment for all of us, I just had to say no. I just had to say, sorry, I'm full. That's just going to have to go to urgent care or the ER or whatever. And if you're in a small rural practice, you might be the urgent care or you might be the ER and that's okay. Then you know you're set up more for that type of workflow and that kind of acuity or they can come the next day. Um, so again, your situation will also be dependent on, on how comfortable you say to turn people away or how able you are to do that based on your organization. Having an organization that you feel comfortable expressing that and saying, I need to be in more control of my schedule makes a huge quality of life and decreases burnout for sure. That 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 autonomy to decide my own schedule, even if you're only in partial control of it, um, reduces burnout significantly because we know that one of the main drivers of provider dissatisfaction with medicine is a lack of autonomy. Either I can't practice the way I want to practice because of bureaucratic red tape or because of health plan issues or because of costs or because I'm seeing the type of people I don't want to see or I'm having to do it in a way that I don't feel comfortable or in a, in a speed that I don't feel comfortable drives burnout. Uh, using the EMR in a way that I don't want to use the EMR to document or to do orders drives burnout. So I think that's really important to know about yourself before we have this conversation. For me personally and for some of my partners, at least here, I don't have a great personal relationship with my front desk schedulers who sit at the front that are the face of my clinic because we have a pretty big clinic here, a multi-specialty clinic, and I don't have a great one-on-one personal relationship with them. And maybe you're in a smaller clinic. Maybe you know the person who's your front desk scheduler, like the back of your hand. You can have daily conversations about her and you can train that person. In my world, we have such rapid turnover now, especially with... The changing economic landscapes, it's hard to keep our front office staff employed here because they're switching jobs, they're changing new jobs, they're getting better paying jobs that are probably easier than what they have to do with deal with here. And so I was getting, I started with templates, right? And to answer your question specifically, you had said, you know, how do you schedule for long for new patients, for chronic care management, for same day visits, etc.? cetera. Um, and what kind of number average? I tried to have you know, 30 minutes for a new patient. I tried to have 30 minutes for a Medicare annual wellness. For my younger uh, adults, physicals, I was okay with 20 minutes, but I knew if it was a female, I'd do a pap and pelvic. Um, I would be doing 30 minutes. Um, if it was like a nursing home recheck where it was somebody who was super complicated, uh, I was doing those like 20 minutes because usually those are the same from month to month. Chronic disease management, about 20 minutes, and then acutes, I was doing 10 minutes. But what was happening is, I would be get things in my schedule for 30 minutes that I could do in 10. And then it was like then I'm going to having to manually change it myself or have my nurse change it or my scheduler changed it or I'd have even worse I'd have 10 minute appointments for female lower pelvic pain and you know that's not a 10 minute appointment or chronic abdominal pain for a 10 minute appointment or they would get put on the schedule for a same day and then they want to talk about five or six or seven things and that 10 minute became 30 minutes. And so I had such dissatisfaction having to show up every day and make changes to my schedule and modify my schedule and see where I could double book something because I was going to have time or where I could um, where I could squeeze that extra patient in or when I had to uh, rebook things or move things because I needed more time for that patient. And what I found, and and this worked for me. Again, I'll tell you what really made a huge overall work for me. I made literally every appointment on my schedule, 20 minutes. And for me, that radical change, it completely eliminated the issues with my front desk. My front desk, I no longer had to communicate with, be frustrated with. It was such a satisfier by switching to 20-minute appointments because I just knew, okay, there's going to be appointments where they're a new patient, they're complicated, I'm going to have to talk with them longer, and I'm going to be a little behind. And then I just knew that I'd eventually catch up. I'd have a same day, you know, UTI for 20 minutes, and I would fly through that, and I'd be caught up by 10 or 15 minutes. And I could look at my schedule, and I could say, okay, I have two back to back easy appointments in the afternoon. Let's, if somebody needs to get in, or my nurse would say, hey, um, this person needs to come in for X, Y, or Z. Can we fit them in today? I would then easily be able to look at my schedule and say. I'm definitely going to know that I'm going to have this extra time between here and here. It was no longer a guess. It was no longer fighting my front desk. It was no longer having to have me or my nurse constantly change and adapt my schedule. And it created so much less stress that if the worst thing that happens is that I have time to get all of my notes done. I now have time to read, be up to date. Um, I've been doing, um, the ABFM recently. This is going to be a future podcast. Um, revamp some of their board training stuff and revamp some of their um, they have a journal club now for the ABFM and I thought I would bring that up on this podcast eventually and doing things like that uh, is a huge satisfier to me that fills my cup that gives me that extra five minutes where I'm caught up as I'm talking right now I'm literally in clinic and my next patient is being roomed so I mean it's they showed up a little late so I I jump back here to do some of the podcast because my notes are all done for the day so far and it's uh, currently 2.10 on a Friday and I have my next patients being room. So I'm taking a break and I'll take a breath here and I'll hit pause and I'll go see my patient. And if I have time, I'll finish this later before I, before I go home. And that ability for me to control the chaos in my life and for me to control that chaos, this worked great for me. Now for some people, they might be slower and they might need more than 20 minutes for some appointments. I get it, I just know mentally, for example, I had a patient this morning with left lower quadrant abdominal pain and I was gonna have to do a big workup and it was gonna be, you know, it potentially could be really long. I knew that I would have to mentally going into that visit, I would try and get in there as soon as possible I'd try and hammer things out as quick as possible because I knew that after that i have a hospital follow-up of a complicated guy with a surgery. And then following that, a chronic medication recheck that I knew was probably going to be pretty easy because it was just more of like a she just needs refills. And so I knew that I'd catch up after two appointments. And so by doing this 20-minute by by 20-minute slot, it gave me back control and it mentally allowed me to know what I can handle, and be comfortable every day not having to worry about what's on my calendar. If I have somebody who I know it's going to run long, I know I'm going to catch up later. So for me, that was a huge, huge, huge win. Um, and that lack of chaos and that sense of order in my own schedule really made a big difference. Um, I've had patients who I know are humongous long talkers. Even me, who I'm a talker, I can, um, I can organize my, my clinic Uh, my visit um, discussions because I know that they are big, long talkers, so I try to constantly get them back on topic. Even for those people, I have three patients in my practice, my entire practice panel. I have three patients that in the scheduling thing with our EMR, when when the nurse goes to schedule a patient, it says specifically in there, make this person a 40 minute (laughs) and i will give them two slots and the only other thing is if i think that i'm going to have a huge abscess that i'm going to drain out or a really complicated really large cyst or dermatologic skin procedure that i'm going to need more time on that i don't want to rush i will give 40 minutes besides that everything else in my schedule is 20 minutes um and and again that's just really simplified things it's really made things easier for me my medicare and your wellness is my nurse will have the patient show up early and she will go into a room And if I have to quick grab somebody and and do something without her or if I'm 10 minutes behind because of rooming, I know I'm going to catch up later. So again, there's lots of things that we do in our workflow that we've learned because every day is the exact same, even with the chaos, even with the chaos of a normal family practice clinic, despite the everything on my schedule is different than it was yesterday and the day before that. And today's day is completely unlike another day because, again, that's what we do in in primary care. Um, I've created order within the chaos and it gives me. A really nice um, basis to know that I'm gonna get done on time I'm gonna have lunch for me and my nurse um, we're gonna see about the same number of people a day I'm about the same number of documents to sign and to do and it gives me time to come back here to read catch up on emails um, I have got this little side thing like I said I do physician coaching I'm our part-time medical information officer so I'm involved in our technology piece allows me to get those caught up on emails and everything during the week so I don't feel overwhelmed um, and have too much on on, on a back end um, and so again this has been really helpful that schedule has been helpful for me um, I when I'm when I'm coaching other physicians um, that don't have that same type of mindset um, or or don't mind as much chaos I think whatever feels best for you I think is okay you have to do this um, and, and now I'm speaking to this single physician, not I'm speaking to everybody, but if this applies to you, great. But you are going to have to do this job for multiple decades, multiple decades. And you have to figure out what can you do every day and come back and not feel like this is going to burn you out. You have to be at a pace that you can do for the rest of your life, right? We talk about all the time with people with diet and exercise, that you have to make changes to your own lifestyle that are small but meaningful, that isn't just a crash diet. You can't just go on keto for a week or for three months and then say, oh, I'm fixed forever. I dropped 10 pounds. And then as soon as you get off the keto, the weight's gonna come back. So I really think that this the same type of workflow and the same type of principle has to apply to your own practice. You have to say, what are the small meaningful changes that I make during my day? Whether that's to my schedule, to what I'm willing to add on or see, and, and and what is it doing to my overall health and well-being, right? And so I advocate for this specific change because it worked for me and it has made all the world a difference for me. Now, that is just for schedule. I have a lot of thoughts on practice improvement, a ton of thoughts on practice improvement. Um, I, as you guys have known by now of listening to this podcast, I'm a huge nerd and um, that is not a surprise to anybody based on my humor or how i respond to medical studies or talk and one of the things that i did is i wanted to know was it better for me to document using pure dragon dictation um hey nuance uh, sponsor the podcast thanks um using voice to text to, to just document a note right just make a soap note like classical transcription was it better to do you know dot phrases uh, or or templates or was it better to do a mix? And when was it better? And so what I did, and one of the most valuable tools in my arsenal to determine that, was I went to Google, okay, I'm typing in Google right now, and in the search bar, I typed stopwatch. And it gives you a free stopwatch. And what this stopwatch did for me was I would have it open on a computer. I have a dual monitor set up in my office. And, or I would, on my laptop, when I was on my laptop, I'd have it minimized. And I'd open it and I'd click start and I'd start my documentation from the start till the end. And I plugged those numbers into a spreadsheet. And, you know, it actually did not take that much time. And you're like, oh, that's gonna take so much time. I don't have time to do that now. No, it actually does not. It actually does not, I promise you. And I made this Excel spreadsheet and then I crunched the numbers. And it was very obvious, very obvious, that I could use templates only, right, without ever picking up my dragon mic and be faster for anything urgent care, any single problem issue, it was way faster, okay? And for my um, wellness exams, for my physicals, for my uh, medication rechecks, for those type of things, it was always faster to have a baseline template but then always drag in the HPI and plan sections. And then for all of the other, like, oh, by the way, the things that you have five or six different things for, I use Dragon. And it was very clear in doing that demo that that was, that that was important and that was efficient. And it, it literally, based on what my data showed, going from one to the other, saves me about 10 to 15 minutes per day in documentation, like being as efficient as I can be. Now, I don't want to make people that I do physician coaching with, with, I don't want to make them mark list. I, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to convince you that 20 minutes per appointment is right for you. I'm saying it was right for me. And in making that change to give myself the control to be in control of my own workflow, that that made my life so much better. Because I looked at my practice, I said, what do I think is the least efficient thing in my practice? What, what takes... Stuff out of my cup, right? What takes it out of my um, my gas can, right? Uh, the G-A-S is the acronym I use. Uh, again, uh, if you got kids around, uh, earmuffs, not suitable work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The G-A-S, they give a shit, the give a shit can, okay? So the gas can. And all those things that I don't like about my practice take away. All the things I don't like about medicine take away out of the gas can. And things that I enjoy fill it back up. Okay. And that gives me the energy to get through my day and be motivated. And so everything that I don't like, I try to do as efficiently and as less as po- and as least put as least amount of the effort and mental energy into that as I can do. And so for me, it was miserable fighting with my schedulers. It was draining my gas can. And so to not have that drain anymore, I found a solution for you. It might be, I hate doing my notes. Okay so then find the most efficient way to do your notes in as little time as possible or get a scribe right figure out if it, is it your call schedule is there a way that you can do call differently is it you know is there something about your workflow that just makes you miserable go and fix that and sometimes we live in a world where it's hard to know what you don't know right if you don't know what you are not efficient at there needs to be somebody in your organization who can come watch you and say, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that slowly. Have it be one of your partners. Have it be um, somebody in your IT department. Somebody probably knows better. In my organization, that's me, um, <laughs> where I'm the self-appointed nerd who's who's the most efficient at things. But you know, sometimes it takes somebody else looking at your practice and saying, you could be more efficient doing it this way. Instead of chart reviewing and then documenting, why not chart review as you start your document? Why not? Why are you double documenting? Why are you saving your document till the end, et cetera? So, there are things that you can do more efficiently, but I'm never trying to make people into me. I'm never saying this is the best way to do it. But you need to find things in your practice that you do not like or that you think are inefficient that are driving things, that are driving you crazy, that are taking energy out of your gas can. And you need to find ways to eliminate that as much as possible. And For you, it sounds like, again, I'm talking specifically now to the person who wrote this um, email to me. To you, it sounds like you are struggling with your schedule. And so for me, it was, I'm having complete control. I'm not letting my schedulers mess things up. For some people, it is, okay, I'm making everything 30 minutes. And then if I get ahead of schedule, I will add more people on the schedule because I want to have as few blocked appointments during the daytime as possible. And then I will add more as I catch up or potentially you schedule less appointments during the day and you live with the lower production because it's a better quality of life for you for the next three decades of your life. And ultimately um, you have to do what fills your gas can. You have to do as little of what takes it out of the gas can. Um, and I'm way over my 15 minute time on we can definitely talk about these things in the future. Again, I knew this was gonna be a really different topic. Um, I have lots of thoughts, but again, when we talk to patients, the same way that you would ad- address your practice changes, you have to do the same thing that you educate your patients to do, right? If you say, let's start talking about what it would look like to have a diet plan, and you have to have very concrete goals that are achievable and that you can follow. For me, that means measurable changes that I'm gonna to make to my practice, I'm going to do this workflow differently. So I'm gonna get how long it takes me to do this workflow and with a stopwatch or just based on Gestalt, you know, this is my feeling of it. Having more concrete data, the better. So that's why I use a stopwatch for all these things. And then compare it to what I make in the post changes. So I have the time, I have the flexibility to enjoy my practice. And again, for me, these have been the way that I have analyzed my own practice and how I analyze the practices of others. And sometimes I make recommendations when I'm doing physician coaching and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And that's totally fine, right? This is your practice. This is your life. This is what you need to be comfortable doing. And I'm not trying to make you into me. I'm not trying to say that my way of practicing is better than yours. I'm just saying you need to figure out what makes you happy, what makes you unhappy, and how you can get to a point where you can eliminate as many of the things that remove the gas out of your can and add more gas to your can. Okay. I am eight minutes over time. I'm actually more than that. I haven't even recorded the intro yet on this one. Um, but this has been Dr. Mark List for this week. We didn't even talk about anything up to date today, uh, but hopefully this was a good discussion about practice management. Um, I have lots and tons of tips and tricks um, involving nursing workflow. Um, I, I, I've, I've, again, I've talked with... Hundreds of physicians now about one-on-one stuff. I've talked to you know double digits, you know multiple double two dozen at least probably of individual one-on-one stuff about efficiency. Um, I'm, I'm, if this is something that you guys have an interest in, let me know at at gmail.com. If I don't get any responses, I'll assume that it wasn't helpful and you just want me to go back and look at data and talk about studies, which I'm certainly happy to do. Um, and so we'll follow that up with uh, next week, hopefully a completely different topic. And this has been Dr. Mark List signing off saying. Reminder, you don't need to stay up all night to stay up to date. Thanks and have a great week.